Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. So we're going to be talking about what the gospel is today. We've all heard it. Some of you may think differently about it. Um, But I'm curious about what everyone thinks of when you think about the gospel, right? For some people, you might be thinking about the Gospels, right? So the first four books of the New Testament are known as the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one of these books have different accounts of the life and character and ministry of Jesus Christ and essentially what he did on his time on earth. Now, it's not wrong. Those are books are called the Gospels, but it's not exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight in terms of the Gospel. Uh, when, you, when we talk about Gospel, you might be thinking about Gospel music, Right? You might be thinking like Kirk Franklin, all these other people who are very famous uh, and very good at gospel music. It's a little gift for you. Um, Which is great. I love gospel music and it's really fun and I love listening to it. But it's still not exactly the gospel that we're talking about here, right? Um, Some of you may be thinking about, may have heard the gospel and think, well, the gospel is just a ticket into heaven. The gospel is basically, if I believe hard enough, you know, I believe God exists, I get a free ride into heaven, right? And I get to go. Now, all these things I've mentioned, I, I don't really believe that it fully encap, uh, really encompasses what the gospel talks about. Um, if we want to break the, what the literal translation of the gospel means, uh, it actually translates from the Greek word euangelion. So you just learned the Greek word for the day, euangelion, and it literally means good news, right? But good news, right? Why, what is good about it? What, what is this good news? Um, we've all heard John 3.16, right? We've all memorized it as little kids growing up, hopefully, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, I, I do fervently believe that John 3.16 um, is a good way of explaining the gospel and is a good way of introducing it, but I think for us to really truly understand the good news, we need to back up a little bit and look at the bad news and take a bit of a history um, tour. So let's go back in time. So what happened? So in the beginning, in Genesis, we know God creates the heaven and the earth. In six days, he creates the universe. He creates everything in it, right? All the plants, you know, all the animals, the sky, the water. And he also creates man in his own image. Um, one thing that's really wonderful is that uh, God created man and woman. And he also created them in the, in the way that he wanted to have a personal relationship with them. He wanted to love them as his own um, because they were, you know, created in his own image. Uh, God also gave him a job. He uh, tells Adam, you know, I give you dominion over the earth um, and I want you to enjoy the earth to its fullest, right? So we know in the garden, Adam and Eve get to experience the whole fullness and creation that God gives them. You know, I can't even imagine the amounts of like different plants and animals and fruits and all the things they could have possibly enjoyed. But God tells them, I give you one exception. You shall not eat from the tree of knowledge of, the good, uh, of knowledge of good and evil. Some of you may have heard of the forbidden fruit, right? Seems like a pretty not bad deal, right? You get the whole earth, right? You just have to, you just have to eat just not one. You just need to make sure you don't eat that one fruit, right? But what happens? We know as the story goes on, mankind rebels against God. Adam and Eve fall into temptation from Satan, and they rebel against God. And because of that, Sin, unfortunately, enters the world. So sin, what happens with sin is that sin now separates us from God. And because of sin, we are now condemned to die. Before, God intended us to live forever. He intended us to live in perfect harmony with him, but sin now violates that and sends us 
the depths. Romans 6.23, the first half says, for the wages of sin is death. But what exactly is sin? Uh, I want to break it down by kind of thinking of sin as more than just breaking God's rules. You may have heard that, and I believe that, you know, sin is essentially violating God's rules, right? Whenever we violate God's commandments, that's sin. I also like to think of sin as anything that's outside of God's intended will. God did not intend us, um, you know, God did not intend the world to be full of murder, of lying, of cheating, of stealing, and all these horrible things that are happening. God never intended the world to be this way. But sin brings that in and deeply, deeply hurts all of us. We were all born sinners through Adam. None of us are perfect. We've all experienced sin and the effect of sin in our life and all the broken and suffering that comes from it. Whether you're young or old, everybody is hurt and is deeply affected by sin. So now that we're all very sad, I want to turn it around and talk about the good news, right? So the good news is that even in our brokenness and suffering, God still loved us. Remember we talked about John 3.16? He loved us so much that he sent his very own son to this earth to die for our sins on a cross. But it doesn't end there because if God sent his son to die on the cross and he just stayed dead, then that would be kind of anticlimactic. Actually, on the third day, Jesus actually raises from the grave. And when he does so, he conquers death. Jesus' sacrifice also becomes an atonement for our sin. So back in the days of the early Jewish people, right, anytime you sinned or committed sin, you would have to go to a priest, right, and you would have to present a lamb or a sheep or a goat, essentially some animal that was perfect and without blemish, right? And you gave it to the priest, and that animal would be sacrificed on behalf of you for your sin, and that would essentially um, be your atonement, right? When Jesus died, he was the perfect man. He never sinned. You know, he was perfect in all ways, and his sacrifice means it's our greatest justification. His sacrifice also means that we can have a relationship with the Father. Jesus went through a lot. He, he went through a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, um, things that we're all very familiar with, and to, to the nth degree, Jesus went through all this suffering just so that we could have eternity and spend eternity with the Father. And personally, I think that's really good news, right? So... We have all this information now. Um, next slide. What do we do with this information, right? I mentioned earlier that the gospel was, for some people, a ticket into heaven. Here, here's why it's not a ticket. It's because a ticket is something you have to work for, you have to buy, right? You have to purchase, and it's something you cash in. I believe that eternal life, uh, and the good news is that the gospel brings, means we can experience eternal life with the Father right here and right now. It's not something we have to work for. It's not something that we attain through, you know, doing good enough things. It's actually a gift from God, right? The gospel is good news, right? Uh, because it's a gift from the Father. All we have to do is be willing to accept it. Jesus desperately wants to be in relationship with us. So when I was a kid, I, I grew up in a, in a church home. I was actually a pastor's kid. And for the most part, uh, whenever I was at church or in Sunday school or wherever I was running around the church, I always really did my best to really give off an impression that I was a really moral kid and knew all the answers to the Bible study questions. Um, and for the most part, when I grew up, a lot of people told me, Isaac, you're a really wise person. You know the Bible really well. And, I, you know, I feel good about that. And I felt really confident in, in the scriptures. But it really wasn't until much, much later that I realized that there's a significant difference between understanding something acknowledging it versus truly putting our trust and believing in it. So later on, I think probably into college was when it finally kind of clicked. 
I started to think about, I have all this knowledge and all this understanding, but what direction will we go, would I go with this? I, I seem to understand what Jesus is saying, but I don't really know what to do with all this information. How does this impact my life and as a Christian? And as Christians, I believe that this is how we should respond. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I love that last part. It's really encouraging to know that it's pretty scary. Some people think of ministry and you know sharing the gospel as like that's the main job of missionaries and pastors. Um, that means that you have to essentially sell everything you have and go to the Middle East or go to Guatemala, somewhere crazy, right? And that's really scary. But the truth is that missionary isn't really you know, your occupation, but really kind of the person that you are, right? Are you a missionary um, at heart? You know, TCU, Fort Worth, there's plenty of people that deserve to hear the gospel, and Jesus died for all these people as well. And I think as Christians, it's up to us really to um, have a more responsibility. And um, God, Jesus told us, you know, um, he's going to be with us. So as scary as it can be sometimes, I think it's really important for us to consider that the gospel is really personal, Jesus meant for it to be personal um, with him, but it's also meant to be interpersonal for us to share the gospel with other people, whether it's our doormates, whether it's our friends, family, those who are struggling and who are desperately searching for something better in their life. The gospel is the character and life of Jesus. The gospel is his sacrifice on the cross, what he did for us, and the ability for us to spend eternity with God in heaven. It's this gospel. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we can all gather here and just dive into your word and, God, see what it's like to truly follow you and live out the gospel. I pray for this campus, God, all these people here who are working so hard to achieve this degree and to achieve, God, so many things that they're working towards, God. And these are all good things, Father, but for all those who are lost, Jesus, I pray that you would open their hearts and minds to truly see the gospel. And for us, God, to be willing to share that with others, and show that there's a better way than the way that this world offers. Father, I pray for those who are lost, and I pray for even those who are saved, Jesus, who are going through difficult times to be reminded of the impact and the good news the gospel brings and the impact that it has on our life, God. Jesus, I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.